Welcome to the Build with Brabeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. Happy Thursday. Um, this is coming out a little bit late because, you know, typical me, I don't have my shit together. Um, and that's just that. But we've got a diet deep dive today, which I'm excited about. I haven't, I did one and then didn't do them for a while. Um, but this one I feel like is, so pertinent to the times. Um, but before we get to that, we got to talk highs and lows, some, you know, little housekeeping. That's what the podcasters say, right? Housekeeping updates, channel news, if you will. Um, but my high, I think, would be that this past weekend, obviously it was a long weekend, which we love to see. I think that we all deserve a consistent four-day work week. And if there's somewhere that I can fight for that, please let me know because I would like to. Um, but I went to one of my best friend's weddings over the weekend up in Maine. So obviously it's just like so much fun to get up to Kenny Bunkport, was with a bunch of college friends. Um, it was a good way to kick off the wedding season. So that's one of, I think, five or six. Check done. Um, not that I'm like trying to, you know, just blow through them, but we got a lot of them. We got a lot. Um, but it was so nice. And then Monday we – didn't, um, or Sunday, we didn't stay for a third night, which we should have because the weather was finally gorgeous on Sunday and we were like leaving the hotel and so many people were like, we're going to go lay by the pool for the day. I'm like, oh my God, I made a dire mistake. But so we really took our time and just like drove down the coast, which is one of my favorite qualities about Mark is that Unless we have somewhere to really be and, like, we want the drive to be fast, he will almost always choose to hug the coast and make the ride so much longer just so we can drive along the ocean because he knows that it brings me joy. And that's a man, y'all. That's a man. So we hugged to the coast. We stopped at – um and a gun quit and got some mimosas, um, just one because he was driving. We stopped at the Cliff House just to kind of like, I don't know, take in the scenery. Uh, we drove all the way down through York and then stopped in Portsmouth for lunch. We ate at the Gaslight, which was a nice throwback to my college days and like right out of college because I went to UNH. Go Wildcats. Um, if you haven't been to the Gaslight, they have a very cute outdoor area. And then back when I was cool at nighttime, the upstairs like turns into kind of like a club vibe, which was my jam. Um, but we ate outside. They had live music. It was lovely. Um, I got an Arnold Palmer, non-alcoholic. And I would like to say pretty underrated, underrated. If you're not looking to get a drink, half lemonade, half iced tea. It's a little sweet. It's refreshing. Great summer drink. Hot take. Maybe I'm 45 years old. I'm giving coastal grandmother, but it's good. Um, yeah, like the only person that I've really seen ever order that as it like a beverage to go with their lunch would probably be my mother, but Sue's an icon. So why not? Um, and I would say my low 
would definitely be that because, you know, I told you I was going to share my like period journey with you. So if it ever feels like TMI, I'm very sorry. You did not ask for this. I thrust this upon you um, by women's health segment. But just fast forward if whatever. It's not even that gross. We all have well, not we all, but I'm assuming a lot of us have vaginas that are listening here, just based purely based on the stats of the listeners. Um, but I am still so irregular. It's wild. I haven't been on like a regular cycle yet since I got my IUD out last fall. Um, I need to check the day on exactly when it was. I honestly could probably go back and listen to podcast episodes to figure it out. But I think it was like September of last year. So like just shy of a year, really. Um, and we're still irregular as hell. And this period, I think might kill me or I might off myself. So it started started uh Saturday and my flow app said I was supposed to get my period I think Thursday or Friday which I didn't but it rarely it rarely has been right so far just because the cycle has been so up and down but um so Saturday all day long the day of the wedding I was just feeling like off I was queasy I ha- I did not have an appetite we had um, they had like a really good buffet breakfast at the hotel. Um, we stayed at the Colony in Kenny Bunkport. Highly recommend. Um, very New England vibes. But then my it just like did not sit well on my stomach. So like Mark got a lobster roll for lunch. I had a couple of his fries. I drank like a green smoothie that I got downtown like late morning. But it was a Catholic ceremony, so it was super early. So we got picked up from the hotel to bring us to the church at like 1.00. So we didn't even have that much time to like do much beforehand because like we had to get ready and everything. Um, And we had to take this trolley ride through like the winding roads of Kennebunkport all along the coast past the bush compound. Um, Gorgeous, lovely views, but I felt like I was going to yak everywhere. It was so windy. It was so humid and just like uncomfortable. So I was like legit sweating. Everyone else was fine. And I was like, I'm going to throw up everywhere. I'm sweating my ass off. And then I was fine during the ceremony. It was like much cooler off the trolley. Um, The way back, I felt way better. And then we get to the cocktail hour and I'm like, I'm good. Whatever it was, it is past me. Give me one of those Palomas. It's time to go. So I'm sipping this Paloma. I have like three sips and my stomach is like, bitch, no, you're not. You're not good. And it like really starts hurting again. So I leave it on a high top table and just say goodbye to alcohol for a bit. Um, And then I was like, you know what might help? Bubbles. So I order a glass of champagne. Like, I'm so dumb. So dumb. My stomach again is like, no, bitch. Maybe try a ginger ale, a water, a seltzer water, something else with bubbles that does not also have alcohol. So I had like three sips of a Paloma, a sip of champagne, and I'm just like, you know what, whatever. I'm leaving it. And me and my friend's husband are walking over to the place card table to grab our place cards before cocktail hours up. And I think I'm just so also like hypersensitive and afraid of it because I passed out when I got my IUD taken out. But, like, the room just started closing in around me. I started to profusely sweat. And luckily, this particular husband has been around since college. He is one of the girls. I love him so much. He's, like, equally one of my best friends. So it was the probably the best person, if it wasn't going to be Mark, for me to, like, almost faint in front of. And I, like, basically almost blacked out and was just like, "Ah!" and then he kind of, like, grabbed me under the arm and just dragged me outside. Uh, 
we were like really close to the porch. So we just like sat out on the porch, got some fresh air. And I was totally fine. It was honestly just kind of like scary because I was like, if I am this girl that faints during the cocktail hour and causes a ruckus and like sometimes when you pass out, like you pee your pants and stuff. Like if that is me, I will never recover. I'll never forgive myself. I cannot be that person. Um, And then I just like didn't drink for the night and I ended up being fine. It was whatever. But then like the rest of the day or the rest of the night, everyone was like, so you're for sure pregnant, right? And I was like, well, according to Flo, I am late, but absolutely not. Shut the fuck up. They're like, well, and I'm like, yes, I know I'm raw dogging life right now. No birth control. Tracking my cycle that isn't really trackable right now on the app and just hoping that it's right about my like ovulation days. LOL. Um, But then I got my period on Sunday and she's a doozy. I haven't felt like this in such a long time. So heavy. I have so many cramps. I am so fucking irritable and also so tired, but I also heard that Mercury is in retrograde. So basically what I'm saying is that I'm going through it and like every week it just seems to be something different. Does anyone else feel this way? Like I have never really experienced this level of like anxiety that I've had for the last like year working through it in therapy. Um, But it's like, I have so much stuff to get done and then I can't get it done one week because my heart is breaking for all of like the shooting victims. My heart is breaking for the state of our country. I'm afraid, honestly. And like I also thought of this when people were like, you're pregnant. Like I'm afraid to bring a child into the world right now. Our country is fucked. We are a failed experiment in my opinion, like we're fucked. So one week it's that I'm like truly debilitated by my anxiety because of these horrific events in our country. I'm not going to call them world events because they don't happen around the world. They happen in the United States. And then the next week I have a debilitating period and I'm like, maybe I just, maybe I'm just not meant to work. Maybe. But uh, we're getting through it. That was 12 minutes of nonsense. I'm so sorry. Um, But that's, that was my long winded low. But I think that we're on the up and up. I believe so. Um, Okay. So today on today's diet deep dive, we are going to talk about Noom. So I have seen Noom I've heard about it like the last couple of years. Um, Some podcasters that I listen to have used it. A bunch of them use it uh, or like are sponsored by Noom. Um, I see ads on social media all the time. And, you know, my, my purpose and my goal with these diet deep dives is not just to shit on every single diet that's out there just because I believe that so many of them are like actually detrimental to our physical and mental health. But really, I want to dig into like the ins and the outs of them, look into their backstories and what really goes into them and like where they find the information to base all of these um, diets off of. So that way you can make more informed decisions. We've talked about it before. Having a weight loss goal is not an inherently bad thing. It's about how you do it and why you're doing it um, and how it affects your life, right? So my hope is that by kind of digging into these things and sifting through all of the information, I can kind of help you to make um, better informed decisions with whatever it is that you want to do. And if anything, people talk about this shit all the time. People love uh, to talk about what diet they're doing. They love it. And if they're not doing it, they want to talk about 
the like hot new diet that they're going to like try on Monday. So if anything, I'm giving you like dinner party conversation starters. Okay. You can contribute to the conversation. Um, but okay. So what is Noom? If you haven't seen it, which would be shocking to me, um, it is a weight loss program. Um, their tagline on the like search results is Noom, semi, not semicolon, colon. <laughs> I was an English major. Noom, weight loss program, change in 16 weeks, period, really, period. Um, and basically they say they can help you create long-term results through habit and behavior change, not restrictive dieting. It's based on quote unquote real psychology. So couple thoughts right off the bat. I'm going to try to leave like my negative comments and my downsides to a very like collected group of thoughts at the end of this, but Here's just the – I'm finding contradictions right away um, because in every single thing, they're like, we are not a diet. We are not a diet. Um, but every single ad that I have ever seen from them are all of these promises of dropping weight, of changing your body, and everything is really focused on that. So that is just right off the bat one – contradiction that I'm seeing, one thing that I'm seeing that I'm just obviously not loving, but I digress. So the Noom team was, or Noom was founded by, and I'm probably going to butcher these names, so please don't come for me, by Seiju Zhang and Artem Petikoff. Um, They have clinical psychologists and um, psychiatrists on their team and then have a team of 3,000 human coaches. They really want you to know that they are humans that you're talking to, not robots, not like bot chat things, chat bot things. Oh, my God. Um, but so Seiju and Artem – both worked at Google together um, like 13 years ago. So obviously very, very smart men. Um, and Artem actually convinced Seiju to quit Google to develop Noom. Um, and if you go to their about page – they talk a lot about wanting to fix our healthcare system, which I am all for. Like they talk a lot about um, our healthcare system is really focused on sick care instead of healthcare, which is so true. I think that because our healthcare system is like privatized and it's a business, they don't focus on preventative healthcare. They really just focus on, you know, dealing with disease and kind of backpedaling where if we focused more on preventative health care, I think that as a country we would be much healthier. So on this page, it starts off by saying, research showed that up to 50% of premature deaths were attributable to behavior and preventable causes, but they saw that not enough was being done to address this problem. So right off the bat, I would love to see a reference that shows that exact stat and like where exactly that came from because obviously that's an alarming stat, but right off the bat, it's giving me just a little bit of fat phobia. It's giving me obesity epidemic vibes um, and – when talking about this stuff, it is so nuanced because, of course, there is a population, a large population in the United States that is unhealthy. But most of it isn't behavioral in the way that we think it is. It's behavioral because it's economics. You know, most of the people 
that are the unhealthiest are living in poverty. They are people of color. It is like whole, you know, populations of people in certain areas. And then, of course, of course, there are the people that just like don't really give a shit about themselves and want to eat McDonald's every day. But I think the problem with just throwing out stats like this and looking at obesity or whatever as just like a behavioral problem is super unfair and just not realistic to the situation, honestly. Um, But whatever, that's not really the point of why we're here. So basically they spent years kind of building this digital product that would hopefully, you know, allow people to take control of their health. So um, they said that after years of experimenting, researching, speaking with people from all over the world, they learned that weight and behavior change play a major role in addressing chronic diseases like diabetes and hypertension. Um, And they believe that it's a critical starting point for creating transformative long-term health outcomes was helping people to achieve a healthy weight. Um, and they have claimed to have helped millions of people. Um, they also claim that the app, um, because it's a behavior change platform, it's a powerful tool for addressing chronic and non-chronic conditions. Um, So just, you know, a lot of promises here. I'll save my comments for the end. So let's talk about the coaches. Because the coaches are really what I was interested in. I was like looking for their requirements. I was looking for um, any job postings to become a Noom coach, like on the internet, on Indeed, on their website. And I couldn't really find any definitive answers, but I did find some websites almost like it might have been like a Reddit thread or something of past Noom coaches talking about um, what was required of them when they got hired. So the Noom coaches are not um, dietitians or nutrition experts, which I have a problem with, obviously. Um, they undergo training by Noom. Um, they're selected for their empathy and their helpfulness. So I it sounds to me like they're more so selected for like their personality, being able to, you know, give that coaching experience and be a positive, um, you know, resource for their clients. But it's weird to me that since this is so based in food and behaviors that they're not dietitians, they're not even like nutritionists, they're not personal trainers, anything of that sort. Um, It said that you need either an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree in a related field. So that makes me feel better, but still very vague. Like I'm not sure if that's 100% true. Um, And I also read all this stuff about how they recently laid off like thousands of their coaches. So now the coaches are like spread super, super thin. They have way too many cases um, in their individual loads and which doesn't sound like it will be like super helpful for anybody um, when like you're paying to get that one-on-one attention. Um, And while Noom 
in my opinion, seems to be something that like millennials are, you know, all over, especially because they do so much, you know, social media advertising and podcast advertising and all of that. Um, their age range is actually very, very large. It's between 18 to like 60 plus. And people ages 40 to 59 actually make up the largest um, like population of members according to their website. But I kind of think that's because so many doctors actually recommend Noom. Um, I've had multiple friends, doctors recommend it for them. Um, you know, podcasters that I listen to again, their doctors recommended it to them, which is super interesting to me. Um, because I wonder if a doctor would recommend like a Weight Watchers or something. And like, that's a genuine question. I really don't know. Um, and again, I don't hate that. I mean, they're not telling their patients to go on a super restrictive diet, but I don't know. Eh. Is it not super restrictive? I'm not sure yet. All right. So how does it work? Um, obviously like so many people when they want to lose weight will like immediately be like, I'm cutting out carbs and I'm cutting out sugar. Um, and so Noom really likes to pride itself on the fact that it is a weight loss app, even though like they like try to act like they're not a weight loss app, but they still call themselves that all the time. It's very interesting. Um, and it uses like a psychology based approach it says real psychology, which I'm not sure what like this fake psychology is that they're talking about, but I also want to know what the real psychology is and like what research they're really doing and like how they're finding this psychology. And I know they do have actual psychologists, which makes me happy since their coaches aren't real <laughs> dietitians. So at least there's that. Um, but basically it's a comprehensive wellness plan um, there's food, exercise, and mental health aspects, um, built into it. And they really want to help you lose weight and keep it off. So basically you download the app and do this whole long questionnaire, um, and then log your meals, your snacks, you have to track all of your food. And then the app gives you feedback on your food choices to help you eat better, to reach your target weight. Um, you also log your exercises, your like exercising, your workouts. Um, it gives you exercise recommendations if you want them. You get feedback from a personal coach, like via a little messenger. Um, and then, so it basically will give you like a 16-week program. I think that's pretty standard across the board. Um, they send you all of this reading material um, about nutrition, weight loss, exercises, blah, 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 blah. And they even offer advice to help prevent or manage chronic diseases like high blood pressure and diabetes, which is also interesting because it feels like there should be doctors involved if that's what we're doing. But I digress. So it says that no foods are off limits with Noom, but the app steers you to eat um, like lower calorie dense foods. Um, so basically they categorize the foods into green, yellow, and red solely based on their nutrient count. So red isn't supposed to mean bad. It just means that the food are higher in calories and meant to be eaten in smaller amounts. Um, I feel like the green, yellow, red, even if like they are physically saying red isn't bad, it's going to evoke those emotions. And if we're talking about psychology, they should know that, right? If you have a green day, you're going to be like, I am good. I'm a good person because I'm a green day. I have willpower. But if you have a red day, 
you have that red glaring at you or you're eating all these red foods, you're immediately going to be like, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible person. I'm so bad. But so the green foods are like making up the bulk of your diet, which would be like vegetables, fruits, whole grain, um, you know, like an oatmeal, quinoa, tofu as a protein because there's not really a lot else to it other than just protein. Um, the dairy, like non-fat yogurt, non-fat cheeses, skim milk, non-fat, non-fat, non-fat. And then yellow foods will have like fewer nutrients and more calories. So, um, some like leaner proteins, like a grilled chicken, lean ground beef, eggs, tuna, salmon, um, Greek yogurt, black beans, chickpeas, tortillas, and then red foods are highest in calories, lowest in nutrition. So you're encouraged to eat these much less often and in much smaller portions. So like olive oil, seeds, nuts, nut butters, all of that. Um, and yeah. So let's talk about the cost of it also, because I think that is especially, especially post about to drink some water. So you're going to hear it. And this is just, it is what it is. Good boy. No, just a little sip. Hey, bud. Say hello to the people. He doesn't want to. Um, go lay down. Go lay down, Bubba. He's just staring at me because I know what he wants, but we can't do that right now. We're busy, Poe. So I want to talk about the cost of it because, you know, the majority of the people in this, you know, super overweight category don't have the resources. And that's kind of the issue. Um, so I went through a questionnaire um, to kind of like see what they ask and then see how much it was. And I kind of got contradicting things. Um, but so at the end, when I did the questionnaire and then finished that, I had two options, either a two-month plan $119 or to pay monthly for $60, which was kind of a weird model because normally when you do like sign up, a lot of places will be like sign up for six months and you're getting like $5 off a month. Literally, it gave you 50 cents off if you like paid for that extra month. It was very bizarre to me. Um, and then the pricing seemed to be all over the place because I had two windows open and in one – I was offered a free 14-day trial, like with that, when I went through the questionnaire and given those two options, I was given a free 14-day trial, which I was going to take so I could try it for a couple days and tell you guys like what I thought of it and what my specific experience was. But I saw all of these complaints that people had reported issues like with canceling. So I wasn't about to go through that ordeal. Like we have enough going on. Um, but then the other window gave me a choice of what I wanted to pay for a seven day trial. There was like a 50 cent button, a $1 button, a $5 button, a $20 button. Um, and they did say that like the $20 button was to help support other people that couldn't afford Noom. So I'm assuming that means that they, maybe have a program to kind of cover the costs or something. But I also didn't see that anywhere. So that was confusing. But just like very weird. Like why, especially a company this big, why is your pricing not streamlined? And why is it not advertised anywhere? It's very individual, which in this day and age makes it hard to trust a company, I think. Um like people really look for that transparency nowadays. But so let's go back to the questionnaire. We'll rewind it a little bit. So you go through this questionnaire that's supposed to take like 10 minutes. But honestly, I feel like it took me so fucking long. It was so long. And every time you think it's done, they just start popping up with more questions. But there were a couple of things that I noticed. So a lot of them were 
um, a lot about like feeling. How do you want to feel after this? How do you feel day to day? What's your mood like? Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then like the typical questions of like, do you exercise a lot? Like what's your activity level? What, how do you normally eat? Blah, blah, blah. Um, They also ask you if you have an active eating disorder, which I appreciated because I'm going to assume that if someone answers yes to that, they won't sell them a membership. That's what I'm assuming and that's what I'm hoping because someone that has an eating disorder absolutely should not be doing Noom um, because it is a food tracker and it's really easy, I think, with that to become obsessive. So um, then like in between a bunch of the questions, they'll like pop up with little fun facts. So one of them popped up said, real talk, people's goal weight is often different than their body's ideal weight which I also appreciated because I think that's something that most of these weight loss companies don't talk about, that you can have a goal weight, but a lot of times it's based on like how much you weighed in high school or like the skinniest you ever were or like thinking that you need to lose 20 pounds when really you probably should just lose like five or something. Um, So I appreciated that it kind of tried to like take that pressure off Um, but at the end of the day, like it is a weight loss company. So it is like, they're still just trying to get you to pay to like lose weight with them. Um, okay. So let's kind of get to some of my weirdness that I found. So one thing in terms of them as a business, forget about anything that they're selling, the diet, whatever, them as a business. So like I just mentioned, a lot of people reported issues with canceling. And this is something when I was like Googling Noom that came up with every single Google search. So it's like a actual real issue. So the Better Business Bureau received more than 1,200 complaints from people who say they canceled the trial offer, but were billed like $120 a month for several months. So the Better Business Bureau has given Noom a D rating as a business. And Noom apparently responded to all of the people that posted on the Better Business Bureau website and said that it had like issued refunds and stuff. But it's giving Boston Sports Club. Not great. Not great. Like, I'm sorry. You're already catching people when you're in a very vulnerable place, when you don't feel good about yourself, when you're probably sort of at like a last resort, wanting to lose weight and everything. Um, And then to just like take their money when, again, going back to it, one of the biggest reasons why our country has the issues that it has in terms of weight is because we have such a population like there is such a disparity between upper class and lower class and the gap keeps growing and the people in that lower group are the ones that have the biggest issues with this so then you're going to like steal their money it's wild to me it's very very out of touch um but anyways okay so the app pretty much requires you to record your weight every single day, um, like daily tracking. So you have to weigh yourself daily. You have to track everything that you eat, track your exercise, and it even encourages you to record your daily blood pressure, blood glucose levels, and water consumption. And in my opinion, that just feels like too much. Um, And I understand like that's the whole point of it. You're trying to keep track of all of that. But I don't – I personally don't see the benefit in weighing yourself every single day. Like I almost would rather them 
require like a weekly weigh-in, the same day, the same time every week. Um, because when you're doing it every single day, it really becomes that thing. And again, this is so individualized and some people don't have that emotional tie to their weight and to like reading those stats back to themselves. But more, more people do than they don't, I think. Um, so to see that like first thing in the morning and it's, you know, higher than it was before that ruins your whole day. And it's weird to me that a company that functions so much on psychology and uses that as kind of like the backbone of why they're good and everyone else is bad doesn't understand the psychological repercussions of weighing yourself every day and tracking every single thing that you eat and every single thing that you do. You know? Uh, It's giving a company created by a man to me. Um, So they also require a lot of reading, which, like, people just don't fucking have time for. You know? Maybe it would be better if it was, like, a quick little, like, push notification, like blurb, a couple quick sentence, the skim, something like that. Instead of like, okay, you're like sending them these articles all the time. Like who the fuck has time for that? No one's reading these realistically. Uh, But I think also they might require them to like move on to other levels or something. Like it's a game. I don't know. It just feels like a lot. Um, And then the like – weight loss plan. So they kind of advertise it that like your weight loss plan is meant to only last 16 weeks, but you're per you're like urged to purchase one year of their services. So you might be given this plan, but I feel like that can quickly like slide into, well, I'm going to pay for a year and I'm just going to keep losing weight and I'm going to keep you know, changing my goal and making it smaller and smaller. Like if it's meant to just be that 16 week, I don't know. Then are you spending the next however many weeks are left in a year? Don't make me do that math. Um, Just like with maintenance services and what do the maintenance services look like? Because um, and a lot of the reviews that I read were like this. So achieving a 12 pound weight reduction in 16 weeks. The calorie limits are like 1,250. Like that's not enough. I'm 5'1 and I weigh like 120 pounds or something like that. I would die if I was just eating that few of calories. And I know that because I used to. And I was running on cortisol. I was not well. So that's just dangerous. And it feels like there should be dietitians making these plans. I don't understand why there's not. I mean, you have psychiatrists, you have psychologists running the psychology portion. Where are the dietitians making these plans and making sure that they're safe if you say that they're safe? According to who? According to these two ex-Google employees, they don't know anything about nutrition. So I don't love that. And then on the website, it's like there's no – or like maybe this particular review, whatever. There are no reprimands when – if a dieter exceeds that daily calorie limit. But words of encouragement, training to prompt – to like determine what prompted their poor eating and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, you got a red day. Don't worry. You're not bad, but you can be better. And here's how like it's still just giving that good, bad, black and white vibe to me. Um, Sorry, I'm like really stuffy today, guys. It just – I just don't love – a lot of the like psychology stuff too. So it's like their subscribers are kind of 
forced to examine the psychological reasons for their overeating, continued bad food choices, don't love that word choice, um, or inability to adhere to a diet so they can become more self-aware and their relationship with food changes for the better. Um, And like, these are good things to examine within yourself. And I think working with a therapist is a really great way to get there just to explore your relationship with food. And it almost always digs deeper into how you value yourself. Um, But it's giving willpower for me, which again, don't love. And then they talk about how they are like a research-based company and they do have a page specifically for their research, which I appreciate. So, you know, it's a little bit more transparent, but on a bunch of the like research articles that I clicked on, it kind of seemed like it was the same group of people they were studying every single time and a very small sample group, like multiple of the articles in like the fine print said that they only studied 133 people and it was that same number across the board. I'm like, is it the same 133 people? And that's not really that many in my opinion. If you're having millions of downloads, why isn't that sample group thousands, you know? It just doesn't seem like when they're making these really large claims about people improving their body image and stuff like that, that you're only asking 130 people out of millions. Like that doesn't seem like it would speak to the, you know, the big picture and the real story happening. But those are just my opinions on it. I don't think it's inherently bad or inherently good, but I also don't think that it's something that like you should do super long term. Um, I think that if you don't have a lot of like emotions tied to your weight and your food choices, but you want to lose some weight because like you want to feel healthier or whatever it is, I think this could be a great option. Um, I think that a lot of you know, the research that I did and the conversations that I had with people, it almost seems like this is better for, and I don't, I don't want to like gender stereotype, but I think it's pretty safe to say that most women have more of that emotional tie and men just don't as much. So I think they're a little less likely to really tie their value to like if they had a green, yellow, or red day. You know what I mean? Um, And in terms of listener comments, because I wanted to ask if anyone had done it or what their experience was and all that stuff. And pretty much across the board, it was like not a fan, a super expensive meal tracker. It was exactly my fitness pals, 1200 a calorie day diet with some psychology nonsense, like 1200 calories a day. I cannot believe that a company is advising grown adults to eat that little. Ah, Um, but I want to read a longer one um, from a friend because I think it kind of helps with some of the points that I've made. So she said that her husband liked it, but she really does not. She can't stand anything that uh, I'm just going to read it in. (laughs) like her tense. Okay. Um, I do not, I can't stand anything that makes me enter or write down every morsel of food only to tell me I had a red day or a green day for some people. It works for them to visualize if they're working towards the goal they said they wanted to reach. But for me, it makes me feel bad about myself, especially because every protein is a red food. And I've learned in almost every other teaching that you need protein at most meals to burn fat and gain muscle. I hated being told I was in the red every day only because I ate protein, not to mention the 10 to 15 minutes of reading material you have daily. Not for me. I should add some proteins were yellow, but regardless, I felt very inadequate all the time and 
felt like all they wanted me to do was eat lettuce and drink water. I definitely could see it working for some people who aren't so perfectionist with themselves and diets. But for me, if I wasn't all green, I felt like I failed. Um, the entire program is based around a goal weight. So if the number on the scale is at all toxic for you, Noom is going to be awful because they have you weigh in daily. Again, the point is for people to understand that weight fluctuates. But for me, it was more harmful than helpful. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of says it all, right? Um, I think go into these cautiously, do your own research and assess yourself throughout it. Are you becoming obsessive? Does it feel like you're allowed to eat enough? If you're hungry all the time, I'm sorry, that's not a correct diet for you. Um, is it bringing down your mental health every single day? Is it sustainable? All questions we should be asking. So that was our Noom Diet Deep Dive. I'm not going to do it, but if you want to do it, Live your truth and I will never judge you. It is such a personal choice. And I think in this day and age, like we are shamed if you ever have like a weight loss goal. And like I said, it's a personal choice. If you're doing it because you feel like you can't keep up with your kids or you just want to be able to like keep up in the workout classes that you used to crush it in and you're willing to do it in a healthy and a slow and sustainable way and also not be super tied to the outcome. I think that's another issue I have with these. Like if you have a specific goal weight in mind, I just, I don't know if that is the healthiest. I think you have to release some of the pressure of the specific outcome and do all the right things and like l make those healthier choices. But if you don't, if your body doesn't land right at that exact weight, it doesn't mean that you're getting diabetes. It doesn't mean that you failed. It means that maybe like that's where your body healthily lies right now. And also it's okay if you're if our bodies ebb and flow, you know? So with that, have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Um, and I hope that you're going into the summer feeling a little more positive than maybe you have in summers past. And if you're not, then reach out to me because we are going to work on it. It's a daily, daily chore but we're not wasting the whole summer hating ourselves this summer. We're just not. Okay? Okay. Pinky promise on that. Peace and blessings. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.